and welcome to another episode of So You Think That Was Good To You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from our childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. But once again, we're not doing that. Instead, I'll be rectifying the lack of knowledge Sam and Cole had about Star Wars during our coverage of Obi-Wan Kenobi. For the final time, give me a hello there, boys. Ah, oh, hello there, boys. I'm trying to better myself. I'm playing Fallen Order. I've, you know, I've seen all the movies now, at least. I'm doing what I can. But yeah, I think this is needed. Yeah, you're doing your bit. You're doing your bit. What's your excuse, Cole? I'm better than this. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be here. I'm, gonna, I'm asking the questions. I, I bothered to sit down and think of some questions for you. And then I sent you a completely different list so I could catch you off guard for this whole thing. It's going to be good. Love's doing Excellent. that. That was a wasted two hours of research <laughs> then. <laughs> well, this doesn't have to be very formal. Like you said, you've got a little list of questions. And why don't you just hit me with that spicy first one? I don't know why I'm doing hand actions. Nobody can see them. Okay, so... Evan, who's your favourite fit? Who's your fucking hell? Oh, good start. Should we try again next week? <laughs> <laughs> Evan, who's your favourite Sith? <laughs> this wasn't on my list. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> well, it's Darth Plagueis, obviously, and easily. Uh, I love Sidious, but I don't know if well, I know neither of you's read it. Uh, the Darth Plagueis book is one of the best books I've ever read. It's, it's excellent. And you get to see the relationship between Plagueis and Sidious, and it's absolute, an absolute atrocity that that is no longer canon. Yeah. Plagueis is a strong name. I might play this like a dating game. <laughs> to uh, contestant number two, Sam. Same question. <laughs> this is a, what is this, blind date? Do I need to spin this to be a bit flirty? You better um, not say the wrong thing, Sam, because I will attack you. <laughs> um, I'll, okay, so let's start off with what actually is a Sith? What do you have to do to count as a Sith? Do you have to have Darth in your name? I ask the questions here. Evan, <laughs> what is a Sith? What do you have to do to count as a Sith? Oxford English Dictionary describes a Sith as... Well, it's just, it's just the same as the Jedi, but the dark side. But they have it. a few, it's just they have a few rules, though, right? A few set rules to be a Sith. Unless you're re- referring here to a very specific rule, which I, I know we're going to get into. I am. Uh, no, not really. It's just I wasn't trying to be pedantic. That. I was genuinely not sure. Okay, I'm but referring I'm to gonna... the rule of two. Yes. If you want to give us a quick okay. overview, Ev. A quick, this is my longest one and the one I'm most passionate about. All right, we'll go for contestant number two, Sam, first. Can you give give us a quick overview of the rule of two? Sure, yeah. Uh, The rule of two is my favourite Sith is... I think think my favourite Sith's Palpatine and I've got nothing really to back that up. I just... Oh, I love it when he goes, do it. Okay, I wish I'd said Palpatine too. (laughs) Sidious do it yes very good Um, in terms of the rule of two I think I'm going to allow my Padawan Evan to answer this one it's too easy for me alright then so we start 2000 years before the Republic era during the new Sith Wars this had already gone on for a thousand years, and both sides were near collapse. Quick episode, this is... There were Sith... There were many more Sith, exponentially more than the Jedi, but the reason they weren't winning is because there was so much infighting. 
I don't know why I've paused here. I was thinking wow. about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they fell into infighting over who would like rule the galaxy after the Republic's defeat because everybody wanted to be the you know the Emperor of the Lord, obviously. So then they started to lose. But then a fallen Jedi by the name of Skier Khan left the Jedi and formed something called the the Brotherhood of Darkness. Wasn't he in the it? Jungle Book? <laughs> Skier Khan. <laughs> Yes. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> we should do an episode on the cross universes of the Jungle Book and Star Wars. Because <laughs> we had Baloo. We had Baloo last Luke episode. Sand. I didn't cut that out, so that's going to be... That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I do like that. <clears throat> um, so yes, so Skier Khan. Bane was a member of this brotherhood at the time. He's the one who initiates the rule of two. Well, he was working his way up through the ranks. He wasn't the king of the Sith yet. Bane was outwardly critical of Khan's leadership of the Sith and also thought that Sith infighting, although they'd been brought together now, it was inevitable that they would once again self-destruct and start fighting over who would rule the universe. Uh, the Jedi and the Sith kept clashing and with both armies almost destroyed, Bane convinced Khan, who had begun to lose his mind over how many battles he'd been in, to use something called a thought bomb and detonate it on the planet that everyone was fighting on. <laughs> Not a great name, I know. <laughs> but it's essentially like all the Sith infuse their force into one big bomb and then it detonates and kills everyone. Khan didn't tell anyone, agreed that wiping out both sides would be as good as winning. And okay, they have lifted insane. that from Dragon Ball, but I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> thought bomb sounds like a great name for a podcast. That's a good name for a band. Ooh. Or... A bomb that kills both Jedi and Sith at the same time. I mean, that's the only thing it doesn't sound like a good name for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Jedi tried to convince Khan that this was a bad idea, but because he'd lost his mind already, he didn't have clarity, and he was just like, no, fuck you and fuck us. They detonated the bomb. They killed everyone on the planet, aside from a few Jedi that managed to escape, and Bane and his apprentice, who had already gone into hiding after convincing Khan to detonate it. Now... Then being the only Sith left, this is where Bane initiated the rule of two, where he would be the master and his apprentice Xana would be the apprentice. And the whole idea is that there'd be one master who would embody the dark side of the force and the apprentice to crave that power. The apprentice would have to learn everything the master knows and then go beyond that in order to defeat them. And then they would become the new master and take on an apprentice themselves. The theory is that they get more and more powerful over time, where the Jedi are all just a cluster of Force users of about the same quality. So eventually you end up with a Sith who's far outweighs the power of anyone else who can oppose them. Uh, this goes on for a thousand years and ends really with Darth Tenebris and Darth Plagueis. Tenebris being Plagueis' master. Uh, he was like a big believer in the rule of two, but believed he would he and his apprentice would be the last ones. He wanted to do this thing called Essence Transfer, where he'd pass his essence into the chosen one once they found them, because they knew neither of them were the chosen one, and rule with all the midichlorians of that guy, uh, but, you know, with all the knowledge he already had. Uh, Plagueis killed him and put that to an end, uh, obviously. Plagueis didn't believe in it either. He never really did. He doesn't care about the Bane system. And he believed that he could become a mortal, and with his apprentice, Sidious, rule over the galaxy just then, again... (laughs) 
Sidious didn't want that either. And on the night that he was elected Chancellor of the Republic, he got Plagueis pissed as fuck and then fried him to death with electricity and then went on to be Emperor. A thousand years. Yeah. That is a long-term plan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where do you see yourself in a thousand years? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have won by then, I'm sure. That's the plan. So, a thousand years from now. It's all going to come together. So, Ev, obviously I was laser-focused on that and listened to every word, but for anyone who listening who maybe drifted off, in short, <laughs> can you give us a summary? <laughs> <laughs> There's always one master, always one apprentice. The apprentice okay. must always kill the master, with the thought being that the apprentice would eventually always become more powerful than the master. So at some point you end up with a Sith who is far more powerful than any Jedi could be because they've not put as much work in as as they have. Got it. So with that, um, can I just uh, drop a little thought bomb on you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Kylo Ren, Snoke and Palpatine? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. No? Wrong. No. Uh, Snoke and... Kylo Ren, we'll get into this in a second, but they aren't Sith. Are they not? Ah, no, oh, that is interesting. Okay. Neither of them takes the Darth title. Anyone with the Darth title is a Lord of the Sith. And then you have the Apprentice. Uh, well, I suppose you have Darth Maul. No, yeah, they're Lords of the Sith. Uh, and then there's the Master Palpatine in that case. But by the time you get to Sidious and Anakin, that really comes to a collapse. Anakin was in a state where he, he could never defeat the Emperor without you know sneaking up on him and checking him off a fucking balcony. Um, so it, it really collapsed. The Emperor, in the, especially in the extended universe, had basically become immortal and more powerful than anyone else. With just that little sneaky pulled on him that meant he was defeated. And that's kind of where the Sith lineage ends. Certainly the rule of two, anyway. So you just mentioned it then. So we get Sith, but they're not, they're not the only people who use dark side force magic powers. No. So the Sith is that religion, or those who subscribe to the rule of two in that way. But yeah, you get lots of other dark side users. Most recently, we've all seen the Inquisitors. They're all dark side users. They all have red lightsabers, but they aren't Sith. They're just Jedi hunters under the control of Darth Vader. Uh, I've got a list of other little ones here, so bear with me while I smash through them. Firstly, (laughs) Asaz Ventress, who was uh, an assassin and the apprentice of Count Dooku during the Clone Wars, and I wanted to include this one because there's a nice little link to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, she collaborated with Quinlan Voss, who was the guy who left the message on the wall, uh, you know, in the hideaway for the path before they go over to Jabim. Um, they attempted to kill Count Dooku, Dooku together, uh, and he actually turned to the dark side of the Force momentarily until his love for Asajj Ventress brought him back when she died. Um, Asajj Ventress was actually replaced by Savage Opress, who was also a dark side user, but not a Sith. He was Darth Maul's brother, created by the Night Sisters, um, just to be another apprentice for uh, Count Dooku. They were, they were planning to overthrow the Emperor at some point, so Count Dooku could be the leader of the Sith and of the galaxy. Uh, I mentioned the Night Sisters just then. Again, they're dark side users. They're more like into Sith alchemy, dark side magic and stuff. It's not like so much force stuff. It's like spells and incantations and cursing people but that's kind of the same region because the emperor could do all that shit as well was um they were all killed but oh sorry, sorry. was count dooku a sith then <laughs> okay so yes he was part of the rule of two so they said we need to find just a young up-and-coming 
young Sith who's going to one day overthrow Palpatine and they found Christopher Lee. <laughs> well, Palpatine never never wanted uh, Kanduku to be his apprentice to last that long. That's why he was he pushed Anakin to kill him. He always wanted Anakin to be his apprentice. Same with uh, when he had, well, he had Darth Maul before, beforehand, but Kanduku never fully embraced the dark side, which is why he didn't have yellow eyes. He will only turn to the dark side because he saw contradictions and disillusionment within the Jedi Order and within the Republic. He wanted to change all that, but very not, not, for, not to go all the way across like the Emperor did. And the Emperor knew that, so he just let him die. He pushed him to that point. Um, Count Dooku was actually, well, and the Emperor were the ones that killed the Night Sisters and Mother Tanzin, who were Talzin, Mother Talzin who led them because they were afraid of the power they had. So they sent General Grievous there to kill them all. And that's actually quoted in Fallen Order. Uh, when you speak to the Night Sister of it, I can't remember her name right now, but she references a cyber, a cyborg man that comes and wipes them all out. And she thinks that they were sent by the Jedi because that's what they wanted them to believe. But it, it wasn't. It was General Grievous sent by Count Dooku. And breathe. I've got two more for you. <laughs> oh, yes. I've got two more that I think are very interesting. There's one called The Sun, who is literally a physical embodiment of the dark side. He was on this planet called Mortis, which is like a nexus of the Force. And there were three beings there. One who, uh, a, a woman who was like the embodiment of the light, the son who was the embodiment of the, the, the dark, and the father who um, was like balance. He was always trying to keep the two in balance. And they like represented the wider Force throughout the galaxy. And Anakin and Obi-Wan actually visit that planet. And the son shows Anakin what he'll become if he continues down this path. Obviously, Anakin ignores it. I think he, there's maybe some like memory loss stuff going on there. I can't remember because it's quite blatant that he becomes Darth Vader. And finally, this is the coolest one. And this is something I boys, that I want you boys to watch. Uh, Pong Krell. Um, Pong is, Krell. You know, Dexter Jexter from Attack of the Clones, the four-armed chef that Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to see. Vaguely, yeah. And he's all yeah. chummy with him. <laughs> God damn, you don't, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> he's one of those race. He has four arms, he's massive, and he has two double-bladed lightsabers that he flicks between the arms. There's an arc in the Clone Wars set on Umbora. It's only four episodes long. It can be watched in isolation from the rest of the Clone Wars. But it's really, really good. He's like a... You could consider him a dark side user, but that story is excellent. So I do urge you to watch that. It's weird, isn't it? That all these guys with like, you know, 10 arms and 20 lightsabers, double-bladed, all this shit, they're never the top dogs. It's always just normal human guy with one lightsaber i've just been told no, there's like sparks. basically three gods off on a different solar system but apparently palpatine's still the most powerful or vader or... Hmm. well they don't get involved in the rest of the universe i don't even think they can leave the planet it's more of like the idea is that the planet's like a representation of the wider force in the universe yeah. and they're all trapped there so but they they represent or at least one of them represents balance and yet, yes Anakin's entire story is bringing balance. Yes. In that episode, the the father who represents balance dies. Which I think is an allusion to that. But Anakin it's does bring sign. balance to the Force. If you think about it, you're... there are millions of Jedi. There's two Sith. How is that balanced beforehand? Anakin kills all the Jedi, so there's only a handful of them left. <laughs> That's balance. This is why you're never allowed any power. 
you know, I'm just saying, if you're thinking about balance in terms of the Force, and with the Sith being exponentially more powerful than the Jedi, if you whittle them down, so there's like, what, 10, 20 on the Jedi, two Sith, that, that is... I hate to contradict you, um, but that wasn't Anakin doing that, actually. Anakin was dead. <laughs> Vader killed him. Killed him. Mm-hmm. All right, next question, man. 15 minutes in, question two. <laughs> Well, that was two in one go. Don't worry, I intend to yeah. cut everything before the summary you asked for anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'll hit you with question three, because that was question two. You mentioned earlier midichlorians. Very slightly. It was among the essay that you were reading from. Yes. So I just say words. <laughs> my question is, and I've wondered this for a while, can I go full Lance Armstrong within the Star Wars universe and start just doping up on midichlorians are becoming a more and more powerful force user. Let's start storing them in a fridge, sticking them straight into the veins, and go full Vader, Palpatine. Oh, I was hoping you'd say go full force. <laughs> and just go full force. I'll let it Stop going full force. <laughs> uh, annoyingly, there's no... Oh, did you want to go first, Sam? Oh, yeah, Sam. I, I have no you. idea what... Was this question to me? Um, okay, if it's with me as the uh, as the authority on Star Wars, yeah, you literally can do that. That's fine. No yeah, one ever thought of it. Four. They don't have syringes in this universe. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> they don't need them. If you want to heal people, you just give them a kiss. Um, I will jump in. There's no yes or no answer. I don't think beforehand it was believed that. I don't think you could just give someone else some midichlorians, but very much now with the content we're getting, it's implied that if you take a Jedi's blood and there's some sort of cloning process involved with someone who's already Force-sensitive, you can give them the blood and they will become a Force user to some extent. Because I think that's what we're seeing in The Mandalorian, is the reason they were taking Grogu's blood is to create Snoke, right? They're tying that together. Yeah, I was thinking Snoke and Grogu look very alike. I was wondering what they were gonna, whether, whether they were going to cover that. Well, Snoke is a Snoke is adorable. A created through the Emperor's <laughs> um, DNA. I think the reason he looks so messed up, this is just my own theory, is because once they found the Emperor's body, it was all fucking rotting and horrible, so they couldn't get like a clean DNA splice. Uh, but people have theorised that it's even Mace Windu's clone, because uh, they have some similar scars or some shit, I can't remember. From what you're saying, I'm hearing it, it's a mix of Yoda and Palpatine. Yes. I don't know who the body comes from, though. Sorry, Grogu and Palpatine. But technically, in canon, we've got, even further before the sequels, the, the Knight Brothers, I think, are, like, grown by the Knight Sisters, and they are, in some way, Force-sensitive. I don't think you can count Darth Maul in that, because he was the ever son of Mother Talzin. I'm not sure if he was grown or, or born, but uh, I, I suppose, yes. Yes, it is possible. But I think you have to already be susceptible to the Force to take someone else's midichlorians in. Since we've mentioned Grogu, uh, this isn't really a... Well, it's kind of a question, kind of a nitpick, as expected. Uh, it always it always bugged me in The Mandalorian that they say Grogu's 50 years old, and yet he acts and is treated like a baby. Is, yeah. like, he's got... He's intelligent. That race is intelligent. He's 50 years old. Does he have the intelligence of a 50-year-old but chooses to act like a baby? Is well, it like a fetish thing? It's in 900, and I think yeah. Jedis live longer than others. And so, I mean, 
how even if 900 was their race's equivalent of 90 he's 5 he should be talking by now <laughs> people don't want to see him talk though do they no it's, yes it's i want to see him talk he, it's driving me insane oh, yeah, so but imagine if you are imagine if you are that race whatever that race is and you have a kid and you've got to raise them as a baby for more than 50 fucking years I'm, I'm 900 but i've been raising my son for 400 years so i haven't it, it would it would be in a bin within the first month <laughs> i mean he pretty much was so maybe that's what happened yeah. we've come to kidnap your son no no take him take him <laughs> it's been 45 years oh, thank of this. god and what i really want to see is if he talks and it's just normal syntax the whole way turns out yoda was a one-off <laughs> just so abnormal oh yeah we can all yeah. talk we on about like words well, yeah, in the wrong order Yoda was dropped in the bin there was nothing in there so we just clanked along the bottom <laughs> hurt that bin <laughs> oh up. no we broke it <laughs> well, at least it's talking now <laughs> and once again we've completely gone off the rails yeah oh, sorry no. about that next question okay Sam do you feel like Evan's covered that topic though anything you want to add yeah uh no i think he's he's got it that's everything i was gonna say good job <laughs> ev i'm gonna hit you with a hypothetical situation i'm a young jedi i'm out and about in town there's an old lady in her land speeder breaks down i go over there use a bit of force lightning to get that engine going again is that evil? Is that an evil act? Because apparently there are some force powers that are bad and some that are good. Who decides? Okay, so I'm only going to draw from extended universe law here because I hate that Rey was just able to bash out force lightning, <laughs> either because she was a Palpatine or because she was a part of that force duad. I don't accept that. Also, she destroyed the ship with Chewbacca on and she was like completely fine. And then we found out straight away he's fine. So none of us worried. Fuck that. In the Star Wars, in the book Plagueis, uh, they actually go into how you learn the ability of force lightning. And you have to have it performed on you to feel the pain of it in order to be able to use it. So I would say that Jedi cannot learn that power. Um, But the sequels have shat over that for me. So yeah, she's evil, dude. Fuck her. I mean, at least and that's that the only thing they shat over. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I think most people were pretty uh, receptive. Sam, did you like my hypothetical to get to a really simple question? Yeah, I really wondered where you were going with that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I mean, I've kind of thought the same thing, that what, why have one power that's locked behind supposedly being evil? Why can't you just get that and then go, got it, now I'm good again? Well, I think it's because... The Jedi, you know, they don't want to hurt people, and some force powers inherently are about that. <laughs> they have a force sword shows. that chops off limbs. That, yeah, okay. <laughs> true. The girl with a the broken down card and get her. based around the force, and that's what they take so seriously. I cannot they tell they you how many people I've murdered on Fallen Order. So when Luke chokes out the big pig, is that okay? The, 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 uh, okay, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes. Luke is going into Jabba's palace, yeah. chokes out the two big pigs. Is that not against the rules, then? Oh, well, yes, that was very much intended to look like he'd gone dark side. That's where, why he's wearing the full black suit there. Yeah. He's pretending to be more dark side, and, but he's got the little lapel bit that comes over, and that's white. So we know 
that he's still good on the inside, and this is for show for Jabba. So I can do evil things if it's for show. Well, also, he's not really part of the Jedi Order at that point, is he? Do it, does he just do a down. few rosaries afterwards and then it's fine? <laughs> well, just do a big sorry. <laughs> um, well, I think the point is, with most powers, is you avoid the ones that would lead you to the dark side. Those ones that feel good to use or are so powerful that you like might become enticed by them. Yeah, you know, it's All easy the good to ones. choke someone out, but to talk someone down is harder. But the right thing to do. I don't want to defend the Jedi either. Fuck them. I'm a Sith. <laughs> <laughs> choke every. There's your answer. Thank you, Sam. Anything to add? No, you got it. Cool. I so, got a lot to say, but I don't want to hold up the podcast. So no, you hit yeah. it. I'll just cut you out afterwards. It's fine. And that's my answer. <laughs> I hope you don't cut that out, Carl. You put me to shame. <laughs> We've sort of covered uh, Rise of Skywalker and the sequels' use of certain powers. And I think one that has um, divided a lot of... I don't want to say divided. They all ended up on the on one side, to be fair. Star Wars fans is the Star Wars Force kiss. I'm still going to ask it anyway. Why didn't Obi-Wan just give Qui-Gon a kiss at the end of Phantom Menace? I have a fantastic answer for this. And I didn't need to do any research because I knew the answer instantly. Okay, and that question is to Sam? (laughs) He did. It was just off screen and it didn't work. He didn't have the power of love and self-belief. It's because Qui-Gon would have roamed the universe with his kosh looking for Force Ghost (laughs) Obi-Wan to beat the shit out of him for kissing him. <laughs> There's no reason no one's ever kissed someone back to life before. They made it up to make it look cool and didn't think about how, oh, we could have all been kissing each other to save each other until now. I mean, wait a minute. She did die by doing it, didn't she? So it's it's like a kiss yourself to death, kiss them she back survives. to life. Uh, oh, of course she did. Die? Is that how Kylo Ren? No, he dies, right? He kisses One of them life, does. Yeah. But she heals people normally all the time. She healed that worm. She healed Kylo at some point as well. Yeah, but she can fly as well. She's built yeah. different. No kissing, because you'll die, but you can be stabbed. You'll definitely survive that. Yeah. Okay. We're on to our last okay. big question. I'm going to have to word Ooh. this correctly. Okay, oh, so... No, there's, there's another one. <laughs> one. We've missed. Hit me with it, and I'll hit you back, and I'll let it, I'll let it out. <laughs> because I've got all of them. Well, I'll just ask it. I told you I know this list. It's wider... Some Jedi disappear, but others don't. Oh, I, I, Since we're talking about I death genuinely right thought I wrote that one as a joke, and I wasn't going to answer. Okay, I'll, I'll hit you with that one. Evan. Oh, wait. Evan. Okay. Why is it that when some Jedi are killed, they disappear, and yet others don't? It just, to me, it doesn't seem very live long and prosper. <laughs> live short and disappear, my man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start with why they disappear. And that's where all their living cells in their body are transformed into the Force and they pass over into Jedi heaven. I can't actually remember what it's called now, but there is some other sort of reality veil that the Jedi live in after they die. That's where all their spirits go. go. But only the most powerful Jedi can learn how to become Force ghosts. Qui-Gon Jinn was the first one to learn this from a Force priest. I believe it was through the wills of the Force, which goes... They go into that in the, the Clone Wars. They're like, not so much embodiments of the Force, but people who are out there to spread the will of the Force and who spread it to the Jedi and the Sith in the first place, I believe. Uh, I 
I'm not too hot on that topic. But that is, they were going to be included in the original name for Star Wars before that he named it Blue Harvest, before he named it to Star Wars. Uh, and now I feel like you're going to say, why didn't Qui-Gon Jinn become a Force ghost? I mean, he did. We saw, we saw it last week. Yes. But he didn't complete his training, which is why he wasn't one straight away in the prequels, why he wasn't just chatting to Obi-Wan the entire time. But the reason he was able to become a Force ghost is because whilst he was dying, fighting Darth Maul, he had a vision, presumably of the future, of Obi-Wan being on Tatooine. And he called out to Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan recognised and called that back to his master. And essentially, he left part of his essence in Obi-Wan, which is why he was able to come back. As a Gross. I knew they yes. were up to some shit, this whole fucking Master Padawan <laughs> thing. I've known it the entire time. Which is very similar to what I mentioned earlier with Darth Tenebris, with the essence transfer. That's more of a dark side ability where you take over someone's body, more like a virus in them. But So anyway, Qui-Gon... Does that. He does appear, so this is why I was wrong when we were talking about poor Jedi Alter He does boys. appear during the Clone Wars uh, on that planet Mortis I mentioned earlier. But the reason he was able to there is because it is a nexus of the Force. The rules aren't quite as tight. So he was able to talk to Obi-Wan and Yoda and teach them the ways of the uh, of becoming a Force ghost. Okay. So now you're going to ask. Oh, well, let me ask. Let me ask. Let's see if this was what <laughs> I was going to ask. Okay, that makes sense to me. Evan, I am fully understanding and was definitely listening. So, how come Vader turned into a Force Ghost almost instantly? Okay, so even though they can become Force Ghosts, they still exist in this spirit plane, the netherworld of the Force, that's what it's called, which isn't really as good as the Veil or whatever I said. Um, Yoda and Obi-Wan taught him there. And he was able to become a, a ghost afterwards because all Jedi spirits still live there and can commune and still train and learn. Uh, so presumably at, at some point there'll be a Star Wars series with only ghosts. There we go. That'd be great. Can ghosts kill ghosts? One. Will Casper be? Can they fight each other? <laughs> How many Jedis sled into this? <laughs> and now this is the last one. Uh, that you know of, yeah. Yes. I have a little one at the end for you just to... Uh... A little bit of a refreezing over the ice before we're all done. Excellent. Good reference. Thank you. For someone. <laughs> for, for someone, probably. <laughs> okay, so following on from the prequels, we know that the Empire takes over most of the main non outer rim planets, I guess. Yeah. Fair. And so they're mainly fighting a rebellion that isn't really centered in one place, they're kind of hidden here, there, and everywhere. Why, in response to that, do they build a weapon that destroys planets? Seems like a waste of resources. Yeah. That and that question is to Sam. In that. <laughs> um, they had, well, they tried to make like 20,000 ships on a planet, but then after they sat there under the surface for like 20 years, they're like, shit, we've got to do something with all this metal. Well, Let's just pop it into one big ball. They and then fine under the surface if they had their shields on, right? Well, if they knew For which God's way was sake, up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can't put your shields on. Um, yeah, no, I, no idea. Good question. Well, I suppose if you consider its presence in the galaxy, the fact that I could just use hyperspace to get any planet and destroy it, even like the threat against you know the rebellion's families would be enough. But there's a theory that the emperor knew about uh, an incoming invading force from the outer uh, 
so from the unknown regions, sorry, not the outer rings. So this is undocumented Star Wars regions <clears throat> that people in the, the core galaxies haven't really been to. And the race was called the Yuzang Vong. Yuzang Vong. Yes, I think that's correct. Uh, they were like a race of like a military force that didn't believe in like mechanical engineering and things like that. They built like living ships out of flesh and stuff. They were like a grafting race. Uh, and in one of like the side Star Wars novels, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan and Tarkin had run into a sentient planet that was completely flesh, but was able to use hyperdrives and stuff. And they reported that back to the Emperor. And that the theory is that the Emperor learned of this and uh, the military force that had previously visited that planet to to take it back and build ships based on that same technology. Um, and that's why he built the Death Star, so he could to, to work against an army that size. Before you carry on, Sam, you're a biologist. If I have a ship well, not. made of living tissue, would it not produce waste? I zoned out a bit during that. Did you say it was made of living tissue? Yes. Oh, get cold, wouldn't it? Have I got a Covered ship in that's shitting into space? Number one. Have I got a ship that feels pain? Number two. And <laughs> why is a Death Star a single big thing good for fighting an army of ships when it's kind of proven that it can even take on an army of, well, a small group of fighter jets, fighter ships. Well, it was to destroy the big poos that the planets created. <laughs> They've got this ever-increasing mass of shit in space. Uh, it's not so much that he created it, you know, it, it was used for the rebellion and it worked against them. It scared them into hiding. But the reason he built it before he even considered there being a rebellion after the emperor, uh, the empire is, is because of the... Um, he started building the ship before the, the rebellion was about. You know, it, it, the plans were seen in Revenge of the Sith when he'd already won. His empire was about to start. It's just a nice to have, really. Yeah. It's like, we've got the ships, we've got the force, but like uh, a, a big ball that can destroy planets, that's a nice to have. You need to have is become emperor and leader of the universe, yeah. yeah. Nice, to have, nice to have big metal ball. Hmm. Treat myself. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. I've got more notes on that, but I'm not sure I really need to go into the Yuzan Vong too much. They're no longer canon. I'm not sure we'll be seeing them uh, unless Dave Filoni feels. I'm like gonna be honest. Movie. I'm not surprised they're no longer canon. If they if there was ever a Disney Plus series about a, yeah. a living ship made of flesh that potentially shits into space that flies mm. off of a living planet made of flesh. That's... They had this exact conversation and it canned it. That that is not a show anyone's gonna want to tune into. Quite goopy. I'd watch it. Goopy, yeah, very goopy episode. Um, I got one question that's just occurred to me. Don't know if you'd be able to answer this. Um, do stormtroopers get paid? I would assume so. Yes. <laughs> um, at least only like Death Star credits. You can only spend there like Disney money. You can't spend it anywhere else. But you can <laughs> buy lunch at the canteen. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was just like, do, I mean, do they have, do they have annual leave? Do they have holidays? Do they I have a pension. <laughs> but I, I think we do get paid on yeah. the pension. They have thing, families and stuff. We we have fucking what thousands of clones who are aging at double or more speed. Have we suddenly yeah. got like a bunch of pension age ex clone soldiers? And what's going on with them? Did, do they get a pension? Or are they still fighting at 70 years old after living planet. for 30 years? They're 
I'd watch that series. They're like completely gotten rid of by the Empire. Gotten uh, rid so of very early on in the Empire. Um, I, I don't know if they were killed or just they they said get out of here. I, I'd imagine a great deal of them were killed. Now we do see one you begging see a bit in Obi Wan. The Bad Batch. Yes, um, and there's a operation called Operation War Mantle, which was replacing clones with mercenaries and then working towards training essentially slaves and and people on planets who who needed money desperately or inclusion within the empire to become loyal troopers okay can't hit shit cool and i have just the one more question before we're done okay so original star wars came out in 1977 is that right sure. phantom menace 1999 it's now 2022 how did it make you feel to know we're further removed from the phantom menace than original Star Wars fans were when Phantom Menace came out from the original movie. Does it make you feel old? Very. Cool. Thank you. uh, Tune in next week. (laughs) (laughs) Very old. Yeah. Well, thank you, boys. This was fun adjacent, wasn't it? (laughs) This was something. This is definitely something we did. Excellent. All right, that about wraps all this up. Thank you all for taking this ride with us. Please do give us that five-star review and follow us at So You Think Pod on Twitter. Join us again next week when we'll be shitting on that Gorgonite scum with small soldiers. And also with you.